thank you again for sending your son. Jesus, we thank you for coming. We were lost without you. You came to us. The hands who created the world came down to us to rescue us from our sin, and we praise you. Amen. Sorry, I'm tearing up here a little bit. Uh, these songs, this video, just uh, thinking about the amazing gift. Um, names are important things. Usually a name is given for a reason. Usually that reason is that the parent likes the name. Or the husband got his way, or the wife got his way, and they finally picked a name. Usually a name is given, well, sometimes a name is given in hope of what the child will be. But think about it in regard to Jesus. Jesus was given many names. And his names were given to him because of who he already was and what he came to do. There's something different about him. His names, many, I say names plural because he was given many. Here's a question. You might want to ask this as you're sitting around with family or friends this Christmas season. What's one of your favorite names for Jesus? I've asked that in a few different environments now, and it's, it's led to some really great discussions. So I, want to, I just want to ask you, prime the pump a little bit, what's your favorite name for Jesus? There's many of them. We saw a bunch of them on this video here. Savior, Messiah, Lord, Emmanuel, Jesus. What's your favorite name? Well, today I would like to show you my two favorite names for Jesus. Uh, but before we do that, I want to mention another verse that's really been standing out to me this Christmas season. It's from, uh, Bonnie read it already, it's from the Christmas story in Luke. It's Luke 2.10, when the angel was talking to the shepherds. And, and remember, uh, one of the first things the angel had to say was, don't be afraid. God's not here because he's mad at you. God is here because... God has come because he loves you. And listen to what the angel said. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So what we're about to hear today is, first of all, a message of good news. Again, think about that. The God of the universe who knows all the wrong things, all the sins we've ever done, his message for us still is a message of good news. Whatever you have done in your life, please know this. God loves you and has good news. And it's not just good news, it's good news of great joy. I think every single person on this earth wants joy. Yet so many people struggle to find it. And I think even we as Christians sometimes struggle to live in the joy that is truly ours in Jesus Christ. But the angel came to bring good news of great joy. I want you to know that. And just a little side note here maybe. If you're not living in great joy right now, please know that God wants you to. I can, I can show you that from other places in the Bible as well. God wants us to have great joy in Him. And not only good news, not only great joy, but it's for all the people. That's what the angel said. Jesus didn't just come to save the people of Israel. He didn't just come to save people in Minnesota came for all people. And that includes every single one of you that's here today. Good news of great joy that's for all the people. And then one other thing about the birth of Jesus that stood out to me. Christine and I were watching a movie the other day about the birth of Jesus. And it was interesting because right after he was born, all these people came to worship him. And it says in the Bible that 
the, the shepherds came to worship him. It says that eventually the wise men came. We don't know exactly when they came. But I was thinking about when our kids were born, we wanted a little privacy. You know, of course, there were some close relatives who came, and the doctors and nurses were, of course, coming in and out. But for the most part, we kind of wanted a little bit of privacy with our new kid. But it was different with Jesus because he was good news of great joy for all the people. And right when he was born, people came to do exactly what we should all be doing, worship him. Okay, but what I really wanted to get to today is the names of Jesus. So I want to read for you. Uh, Bonnie has already read these verses well. I'm just going to reread uh, Matthew 1, 20 to 23. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So those are my two favorite names for Jesus. Jesus is the first one, and Emmanuel is the second one. These names are both loaded with meaning. I just want to walk you through a little bit of what each of them means. So first, let's take a look at the name Jesus. And by the way, here's a little pop quiz question. Do you know what the name Jesus means? What was that? Saves. Saves, that's part of it. What's the... Save now. Uh, nope, nope. The Lord saves. The Lord saves, all right. I, I think... I, I'm. Um, I think that most Christians don't actually know. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. So if you want to play, you know, stump your relative or stump your friend or even maybe stump a pastor if you know some pastors, uh, ask them what the name Jesus means. It means the Lord saves. In the footnote in my Bible, it says, uh, Jesus is the Greek form of Joshua, which means the Lord saves. So it's actually in Greek, it's Jesus, and we, call it, we say Jesus. But it's from a Hebrew or an Aramaic name for Joshua. And Joshua, like many Hebrew names, was a sentence. Uh, if you read the Old Testament, a lot of the names are really sentences, and the name Joshua means the Lord saves. So for Jesus to be given that name, that means that's who he is, that's what he's going to do. He is the Lord who saves. So one of the reasons I love that name so much is because we see two super important things about Jesus right in his name. He is Lord and he is Savior. And for him to be Savior, like I say here so often, means that he saves us from our sins. Every single one of us had a sin penalty, has earned a sin penalty because of what we've done. We've all done stuff wrong. God knows it. We know it. And that, that sin penalty is worse than we would first imagine. The sin penalty means death. And it doesn't just mean physical death. The sin penalty that we had earned is actually e eternal separation from God. If, if left to ourselves, if nobody came to rescue us, that's what our death penalty would be. Eternal separation from God. But God didn't want that for us. He didn't create us just so that he could send us away for all eternity. He loves us and he wants to rescue us from what happened to us. From, from what we did to ourselves. So for Jesus to be Savior means that he came down and took our penalty upon himself. That's what he did when he died on the cross. He took our sins upon himself. And he died. He paid the penalty for us. We could never have repaid that penalty. But Jesus did it for us. And by the way, he didn't stay dead. 
He rose again from the dead, showing his power over sin and death and the devil. And the fact that he rose again from the dead means that we, in him, can have new life. So not only can we be forgiven in him, but we can also have eternal life with him. A relationship with him now, and we can spend the rest of eternity with him in heaven. It is, it's wonderful news. That's why the angel said, good news of great joy. He is our Savior. So the name Jesus means the Lord saves. We just looked at the saves part of that. Now let's look at the Lord part of it. What does it mean, the Lord saves? Lord means a couple things. First, it means that he is the Lord. Uh, the very title, the very name given to God in the Old Testament is unashamedly given to Jesus in the New Testament. It's one of the amazing things. If you keep your eyes open for it, you'll see it all over the place. Jesus is called Lord because that's who he is. Now, don't misunderstand. It's not that he replaced God the Father. It's that God the Father is Lord and Jesus, God the Son, is Lord. We believe in the Trinity here. And, and the, the Bible unashamedly calls Jesus Lord. And then there's a second thing that the name Lord means. The very name itself means master. It means the one who's in control. So as we think about what it means that Jesus is Lord, what it means is that we should give our lives to him. Every one of us came into this world assuming that we were in control of our own lives, right? We all know that. We all know what it's like to make a decision for ourselves based simply on what we want. But that's not what we were created for. God has something so much better for us. And it's interesting, because I remember thinking back to when I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I remember being a little bit scared about what my new life would look like. I, I gave my life to him, and I, I realized at that moment that was a pretty big deal. Wouldn't you agree? To give your life to somebody else is a very big deal. And I remember thinking, what's going to happen to my life? But I also remembered at that same moment thinking, of course, this is the God who created me. This is the God who loves me. Loves me so much that he sent his son for me. Why would I not give my life to him? So Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Master. And our best life, I am convinced of it, our best life is a life where we give our lives to him and we follow him. So all of that wrapped up just simply in the name Jesus. And there's more. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on now, but I'm sure there's much, much more. But I want to move on now to that second name that I told you, my second favorite name for Jesus, which is Emmanuel. In fact, as I asked people, I asked a group of pastors earlier this week, I asked our leadership team earlier this week, and I think Emmanuel was the number one answer that people gave. What's your favorite name for Jesus? Uh, Emmanuel is one of those sentence names as well. It comes from Hebrew, from the Old Testament, and the name means God with us or God is with us. In Hebrew, they don't have the word is. That's why it's sometimes inserted in there. I, I just kind of find it, I find it kind of helpful to translate it as God is with us. That's what the name Emmanuel means. That's what God wanted to tell us. God wanted us, he, he deeply wanted us to know how much he loves us, so he sent his son. And think about this. God with us. Jesus, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. He didn't just come to tell us that God is with us, because think about that. It's, it's one thing for me to say, God is with you. It's another thing for the Lord himself to come and to say, I am with you. That's what Jesus has done for us. 
The God of the universe has come near and is with us in Jesus Christ. So if you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, God is with you. You are with God. It's an amazing thing. We needed to be rescued, so God came to us. God wanted us to know how much he loves us, so he sent Jesus for us. He is near. That's one for him to be with us means that he's near. Another thing it means is that he's not against us. There are places in the Bible where it talks about battles and some people are on God's side and some people aren't. And I just think how terrifying to be one of those people that is not on God's side. But because Jesus has come, we know that we can be with him. God is not against us. God takes no pleasure in smiting us. He wants us to be with him. That's why he sent Jesus. And I want to repeat something I, I said, or at least I tried to say last Sunday in my sermon. If you have ever wondered where God is, if you have ever, ever struggled through something in life, if you're going through something, maybe some of you right now are going through something difficult and a thought has popped into your mind, where's God? I'd sure like to know. We have an answer. God is with us. In whatever it is that you could go through the rest of your life, God wants you to know that he wants to be with you. It's wonderful news. Again, the God of the universe loves us, knows everything we've ever done wrong, yet his message for us is that he loves us, he is with us. Now, I understand it might not feel like that at all times. I'm a human too, and I, I struggle with the same things that you all do. And, and it can be hard for us to realize this, but the truth is, God is with us. Our emotions might try to say something different to us, but God is with us. And let me just emphasize this by uh, showing you some amazing things from another part of Scripture. John 14. Um, I often say here that when, when you receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, you also receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Trinity is not divided. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, very much united. And when we receive one, we actually enter into a relationship with all three of them. And listen to how it's said in John 14, verse 23. Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And then a few verses earlier, in verse 17, speaking of the Holy Spirit, it says, But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. In those verses, all three members of the Trinity are said to take up residence in us. Some of you might be thinking of another verse in the Bible right now, 1 Corinthians 6.19, where it tells us that our bodies actually become temples of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? When you receive Jesus, your body becomes a temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you put your Old Testament lenses on again, what was the temple all about? The temple was the place that God told the people to build so that he could meet with them. He wanted them to have a physical place where he, where he said he would meet with his people. And now in the New Testament, that's our bodies. God wants us to know that he is so near to us that he takes up residence in us. If we know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Now let's keep that temple image in our mind a little bit longer. For those of you that have read the New Testament, you're familiar with times when the temple was neglected or was in disrepair or when the people had brought in unholy things 
it was supposed to be a place where people would worship God, but sometimes it was used for something else. And what would they do when they finally got back to their senses? They would cleanse the temple and bring it back to the purpose for which it was originally intended. Or think about when Jesus came to earth. Remember that scene where he went through the courts of the temple overturning the tables because he was saying they're using it for the wrong purpose? Jesus came to cleanse the temple. Now think about it in regard to us. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we let unholy things in. Sometimes we neglect to worship God the way that we should. What does God do? He cleanses. And I was thinking about this again. When I asked Jesus into my heart, almost immediately there were some things that I had been doing that I knew I shouldn't be doing anymore. And I kind of felt like Jesus was overturning some tables in my heart. And I was a little uncomfortable, truth be told. There were some things that I was struggling with that I, I knew didn't belong in my life. That's what Jesus wants to do for us. He wants to cleanse us and forgive us. He wants that stuff that shouldn't be there to be out of our lives. So for God to come near, in one sense, it's a great comfort. In another sense, it means that we should take seriously what it means for us to walk with him. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. The good news is, he does that cleansing because he wants to to dwell with us, to live with us, to be with us. God is with us. And by the way, he didn't stop being with us when he went back to heaven. He is with us for all who receive him as Savior and Lord. So the question then becomes, is he with me? Is he with you? How do we know if, if Jesus truly is with us? Well, real quickly, I want to walk you through three verses that have just solidified in my mind what it means to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. First one, John 1, 12. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So two things to do in there. Receive him, believe in his name. Well, how do I know if I've done that? The next verse helps me out here. First John 5, 12. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. So do you have this son? Do you have Jesus Christ in your heart, in your life? Well, how do I know? Let's go to the next verse, the third verse here. Revelation 3.20. And this was kind of the key one for me when I was really first starting to understand all of this. Jesus says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. So how do we know if Jesus is in? Well, the answer is, have you opened the door? In that verse, I think that the door is like the door of our heart, the door of our life. Jesus is knocking. He wants to come in. How do we know if or when we should receive Jesus Christ? It's a simple answer. Do you hear him knocking? Do you hear him calling to you? Do you hear him saying, I love you so much that I came for you? I not only created you, but I came for you. And I didn't just come for you, I died on the cross for you. Do you hear him knocking on your heart? And if so, I urge you to give your life to him. I urge you to believe in him, to receive him, to give your life to him, to recognize that you were not created to be the Lord or the master of your own life, but that God loves you and has wonderful plans for you and is waiting for you to come to him. All that's wrapped up in the name Emmanuel and more, much more. 
I want to close my sermon now with, with four very quick points of application. And, and the first point of application is simply what I just said. If you have not yet received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, do it now. I'm going to lead you up in a prayer in just a, a few minutes here. If you want to receive him, it's a prayer you can repeat after yourself to invite him to be Savior and Lord. Second application, the name Jesus means the Lord saves. And if we're saved from sin, that means that we shouldn't go back into it. I think we've all noticed this about being human, that we have the capacity to sin. Even as Christians, we're still able to sin. But if Jesus pulled us up out of that horrible, terrible place, why should we then willingly go back into it? Now, don't get me wrong. I still struggle with sin. We all still struggle with sin. But one of the messages of the gospel is that we don't have to go back to it. It's our choice whether we sin or not, and we don't have to go back there. So what do you do if, like me, all too often you find yourself back there in a place you know you shouldn't be, doing or thinking or saying things you shouldn't do? But you ask God for forgiveness. Remember, Jesus is very good at cleansing the temple. So we just go to him again and say, God, I'm sorry for what I did. Would you forgive me? And God, would you help me to walk in the direction that you want me to walk? It's called repentance, and God loves it when we do it. Did you know that? One of the best sacrifices we can bring to God is the sacrifice of repentance. Application number three, Emmanuel means God is with us. And if God is with us, that means that he still leads us. If God is with us, it means that he has wonderful things for us to do. Ephesians 2.10 talks about how God has prepared things in advance for us to walk around in. So let's seek him. Let's follow him. Let's recognize that he has good plans. Let's recognize that sometimes I have plans that are different than his, and if he's Lord, that means that I submit my plans to him and I follow him. God is with us and he still deeply desires to lead us. So let's follow him. Let's put ourselves in an environment where we will keep following him. If God's desire is to be with us, I think what that means is that we should put ourselves in a place where we know that we will be with him. And by the way, coming to church is a way to do that. Reading your Bible is a way to do that. Praying, having fellowship with other believers, all those things are things that we can do to remember that God is with us and that he leads us. And then application number four, we should worship God. That night when the angel came to the shepherds, the shepherds went to go and see, and they found things exactly as they had been told. And their response was that they left glorifying and praising God. That's what we should do. God has come for us. Let's worship him and glorify him. We've got a couple more songs that we're going to sing. Those will be chances for us to glorify God, to glorify Jesus for coming for us. So I'm going to close in prayer now. And if there are any of you that would like to ask Jesus Christ into your heart, if there are any of you who hear him knocking, I just urge you to give your life to him. That's what you were created for. You can repeat quietly after me in your own heart the the first part of this prayer. God, thank you for your great love for me. Thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for coming. I realize that I am a sinner. Please forgive me for all of my sins. I pray to receive Jesus as Savior. I also pray to receive Jesus as Lord, my Master. 
I give my life to you, God, to follow you. And then, God, for all of us who know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, we praise you that God is with us, Emmanuel, that we know that you love us, that you want us to be with you forever, and that you have good plans for us even right now. Help us to follow you. Help us to continue to submit our hearts, our lives, our wills to you. We love you, God. We thank you for the wonderful gift you have given to us, the gift of salvation, the gift of life with you. God, we praise you as the giver of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.